0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, we are moving through the phases a little quicker than we had expected and we're already getting ready for phase three, which is when restaurants reopen. And that is a sector that's been very badly affected by COVID-19. So on this episode, we're going to talk about the long table and how there is no long table except for the short table in your house this year, but also to one of Cork's biggest restaurant success stories about how they've been dealing with the challenges thrown up by the last few months. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Business with McCarthy
1: Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie.
0: The restaurant industry has been completely stopped, not disrupted, but stopped as a result of COVID 19. And one of the most impressive things that's come out of all of this is how quickly people are changing their business model to try and respond to what is still a pent up demand for the type of products that you would get in a restaurant. We have got one of the finest vegetarian restaurants, not just in the country, but on the planet here in Cork. And and like everybody else, uh, Cafe Paradiso had to close its doors uh, in early March. But that hasn't stopped Dennis Cotter and the crew. And Dennis is with me now. How are you, Dennis?
2: Yeah, as good as can be expected. It's, uh, it's good to be back at work. That's the main thing, really. It's... Um...
0: Yeah, and you've been caught like all the other restaurants have been because you haven't been able to bring anybody through the door. To go back to having to close that door for the, for the last time there a few weeks back. What was that experience like when you turned the key?
2: Yeah, it was very hard. We actually closed early. Um, uh, the week before uh, we had to close, we operated for a few days on um, with restricted tables, but it was a very uncomfortable experience. We were just talking about it earlier. And... Uh, it just became obvious that there was, there was no point in carrying on like that. Customers were uncomfortable. We were unsure how we were supposed to behave. Um, so we decided to shut it down. And luckily, the government uh, kicked in with a total closure following week. Um, it was hard to close. but
0: uh, um, and, and you had no choice. When did you start coming up with the idea that, well, hang on, I still have a market here. I still have people who want the product. I just have to come up with a different way of giving it
2: Yes, but we, we knew that we had a, a, a market, uh, an audience. Um, we just weren't sure exactly how to go about it. We, we looked at uh, um, a number of different options. My head chef um, was very keen on doing something that would be more uh, educational, um, but it was a very complicated thing to get into place. So eventually we, we compromised on this, really, um, creating meal kits of uh, very classic paradiso dishes that we would uh, give to people to help them to recreate the dishes almost foolproof at home
0: well now you say foolproof i guarantee i'd make a mess of it if you if i had one oh. in front to me right now i'd give it a go but i wouldn't i wouldn't get to your standards
2: no that's the whole thing the thing is uh the 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 way that the individual parts that are put together and um, coat up to a certain stage and the portion controls and everything are so perfectly done. And I'm, I'm saying that as somebody who has consumed them, not as somebody, my head chef, put all this together. Um, it really is practically foolproof.
0: Anyone who listens to podcasts from the States knows that the idea of dinners coming in boxes, it's not new. Um, and there's been companies that have been perfecting this in the US for the time pressed, as opposed to the uh, the hungry who can't get into a restaurant. Um, you're coming to this. Was it a direct result of this crisis? Uh, you wouldn't have possibly had the time to do it otherwise.
2: No, we wouldn't. I mean, we were we were um we were on a very good roll. I have to say, after uh, two very good years, and looking forward to a very good year this year, um, we were at you know ninety five percent capacity really, um. So we wouldn't have had a time to look at anything. At the back of my mind, I had wanted to develop some uh products, uh jars of stuff, sauces, uh crunchy things, which uh, which is one of our key signature flavor delivery things. Um, but we didn't have the time to look at it. So this gave us an opportunity to look at, um, yeah, just uh, isolating some things that uh, that are very much uniquely Paradiso and seeing if we can create a market for those.
0: So, so what's in the kit then? So you've got, take the aubergine parcel meal kit for two, right? So I'm guessing there's aubergine in it, but nothing else. Well, uh, so lots of yeah. other things, I'm, I'd imagine. So what's in it?
2: Yeah, yeah, so initially we would have had a much more broken down product, but what, we've, what we're delivering now is uh, the parcels are made up, the aubergine is roasted, the filling is made, the parcels are, are made with the filling inside, and then uh, you only have to shove those in the oven. There are some braised lentils, uh, tiny little beluga lentils, and we we'll give you a beetroot reduction so you warm the, the lentils into the beetroot reduction, we give you some miso butter that you add water to to make a beautiful miso gravy. Uh, we give you some cooked purple potatoes and some cooked broad beans. And to top the whole thing off, that little magic thing, uh, we give you a little pouch of walnut crumb, which is uh, a crumb made up with uh, walnuts, breadcrumbs, and some spices. So that, that delivers that final little zingy, lovely flavour.
0: Yeah, that did added value that you wouldn't have otherwise. How do you get the box, though, from Café Paradiso to my house? Or or do I have to pick it up? You have to
2: pick it up, yeah. Yeah. So this is only our second week. So uh, last week we did a very low number as an experiment. They all went very well. So we've kind of doubled it this week. Um, In the future, I mean, we're going to carry on with collection for a while. And once the dining rooms are allowed to reopen, then we'll see if we have capacity to carry on with either... uh, a low level of collection or possibly a delivery service.
0: You guys always perfected the art of vegetarian food. And, and people who go there always say, you know, if whether they're vegetarian or not, they go that that was always an amazing meal. And, and, and you set the standards very high. Was that holding you back from doing something like this, that maybe someone at home mightn't have the same experience uh, as they'd have in the restaurant? And as a result, people might think differently of the brand
2: yeah absolutely yeah no I, I, the last thing we wanted to do i mean we were aware that customers um were missing us and, and would be missing uh the paradiso experience but uh the last thing we wanted to do was to give them a version of it that made them think oh it wasn't really what i remember it so it has to be it has to be delivered to you in such a way that you it, it can it, it triggers their memory of being part of makes you want to come back
0: yeah, and, and I presume then, I, I, are you going to then continue this, do you think, when you get to reopen the restaurant? Maybe the 29th of June, I think, is the date that restaurants can reopen in some shape or form. Can you see a parallel track here going forward?
2: Well, it it depends on, on uh, how busy we're going to be when we reopen. We're in for the 1st of July, which would be the Wednesday of that week, which would give us a short week, uh, which I think we'll need that week. Um, depending on restrictions, depending on capacity, depending on yeah. what kind of spare capacity that gives us in the kitchen, um I think we probably will try to carry it on on some small level uh but it really it is very dependent like right now, we know nothing we don't know what the restrictions are going to be we don't know what the government' supports will be um for whatever those restrictions are um and for me, that, for me, that's the key thing. That's the one I keep looking at. It's not whether it's two metres or one and a half metres or whatever. I think it's what supports the government's put in place for whichever restriction they choose. I'm quite happy to go with whatever they choose.
0: We know this is going to be temporary, Dennis, in, in whatever temporary might mean. Um, yeah. can, you, can you see the far side of this? I mean, are you confident that you will get back to where you were at the start of March?
2: Uh, I think you're right. I think it's very, I think it's possibly very long term. I mean, if we were to look, you know, we're not going to be there next March. Um, are we, if we were to look ahead to next summer, will we have a busy tourist season next summer? Uh, I wouldn't be too optimistic about that. So maybe we're looking at uh, next autumn. Um, can we get as far as next autumn? I think with the with the right government support, I think we can. And I don't just mean for individual restaurants or for the industry, um, but for, for uh, tourism and society in
0: general. What do you say to your customers right now who want to get into you? And, and I suppose, that as I mentioned, I hinted earlier on, this pent-up frustration, this pent-up demand. I, I mean, I, I know McDonald's is possibly the antithesis of, of Cafe Paradiso, but we saw the queues earlier this week when people were trying to get back. I mean, it, it must be a very weird situation for any business owner to be in There's no shortage of people wanting to come to you. You just can't provide the service that you'd like.
2: Yeah, well, I think what we're we're preparing for and what we're preparing to deliver the same quality of food and service in uh, a setting and in a way that is entirely safe and will be reassuringly safe when they do come to it. But I think also, and I know from talking to some customers, I know that the ones who will come, Initially, and when I say initially, maybe the first weeks and even months will be people who are very comfortable with coming. I don't think people are going to go to a restaurant reluctantly, and I don't think it would help their experience or ours. I think the ones who will come will already be happy to engage with us. We will certainly be creating an environment that is very safe and very reassuring and very welcoming.
0: Dennis, how do people go about getting their hands on Paradiso at home if they're looking for their fix between now and being able to get back to the restaurant?
2: It's a little tricky um, because we have sold out for this week. Uh, so the, the, what happens... Already? The ah, next, well
0: there's my opportunity gone.
2: Yeah, next, next Wednesday morning the shop will open at 10am um, and it will stay open until everything is gone. Uh, that should be all day Wednesday I would hope. Um, and then the orders then will be for either Friday or Saturday collection. Um, we, Depending on capacity, we would hope to extend that uh, to have maybe an extra day uh, in a couple of weeks time or more meals on each day. We're working towards that all the time, um, but as of now, we're sold out for this week.
0: Well, look, that's a good complaint to have and just shows you how many people are desperate to get back in to see you. Dennis Carter of Café Paradiso, pleasure to talk to you. And we wish you and all your colleagues the best of luck.
2: Thanks very much, Jonathan. Thank you.
1: The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first, mig.ie.
0: Well, one of the best additions we've had in recent years was the long table, which was this fantastic idea that has been scuppered now more than once, unfortunately, by circumstance this year. It's COVID-19, but the people behind the long table, well, they are innovative folk and it is going ahead in a different way format this year. I'm joined by two of the restaurateurs involved, Ali Honor of Ali's Kitchen on Rory Gallagher Place and Bastien Perrault from the Imperial Hotel. Hi guys, how are you getting on?
1: Hi Jonathan. Hello.
0: Um. Well look, let's begin by talking about what it's been like for you over the last while. Bastien, uh, I mean I, I pass the hotel all the time. It, it It's sad to see it's not a hive of activity. You don't have people going in and going out. You have had a limited offering in the last while, have you?
3: Um, Indeed, yes. So we had uh, closed the hotel uh, on the 17th of March for the first time in 204 years of uh, history of the hotel. So it was a bit sad to see that, uh, to see the team leaving and not having any guests. But um, I can tell you that for the last few weeks now, we have been working really, really, really hard and to adapt to uh, the new... uh, Way of working, we have opened for our beautiful afternoon tea, and you know, at the imperial, everything is homemade from local producers. So, um, it was great to see again these our suppliers and our farmers, uh, bringing this beautiful strawberry from West Cork and uh, make being able to make it a beautiful macarons for the takeaway afternoon tea. And we have a takeaway uh, as well for lunch. So, we learned as well the new way of working, and it's actually uh, okay, it's actually okay.
0: Okay, well, it's not as good as being open, but that's coming soon on the twenty ninth. Um, Ali, for you, uh, I suppose your 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 kitchen. Let's call it your kitchen. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not the literally. biggest in the world, but it, it, it is still functioning, still open, uh, and still producing good goods.
1: Yeah. So we we're, we've been back open now. This will be our fourth weekend um, back. Um, it's um, I'm trying to be as diverse as possible and 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 give people as much of the old AK as possible um, with finish-at-home brunches, which we are uh, really famous for our brunch. Um, and I'm really pushing the bakery side of things, so I can't make enough cinnamon buns or, or pastries. Um, and and it's good. We've had really good feedback um, about how things are finished. So it, like Bastian said, it's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of doing business. Um, it's not easy. Um, you have to really think three times as hard before you do anything. Um, and obviously, staff-wise, um, we're down from nine down to just me and, and myself and, uh, and Jen. Um, so that's hard going as well. But lots of positives, I think, to take mm. take forward.
0: And, and of course, it is it is temporary and life will return to normal at some stage. The takeaway brunch, what does that involve? What, what do you have to finish at home?
1: So um, one of our most famous was uh, popular was the French toast. So literally, it's... Um, it's the it's every, everything is done. Um, the brioche bread is, is is fried with the with the lovely vanilla eggy mixture, and then it's boxed with um, our toppings. So it's a different compote every week, um, a different flavored custard mascarpone. There's always like a shortbread crumble or nuts, and basically they just they just put it in the oven. The French toast just goes in the oven for five to seven minutes, and then they have all their toppings and they they decorate their own plates. So um, that's been really fun. Um, it,
0: it, it adds a little bit of crack to it I would imagine you're, you're, you're trying to replicate the standard that you'd find
1: yeah people are having French toast parties at home um, so it's lovely uh, a lady's getting seven French toast this week to um, with her that will um, have a little uh, six French toast for a social gathering um, you know because that's what they're allowed to do now this weekend so they've kind of been waiting and and they're going to have their French toast party so it's nice
0: Okay, well innovation is is the key, as we've been discussing on the podcast this week. The midsummer festival, uh, we still have a midsummer. Uh, we still have a festival, but it's not uh, as we would previously have endured and encountered, Bastian. So tell us a little bit about how you've had to reinvent the long table.
3: Well, do you see the court midsummer came to us and saying, okay, guys. They understood we were under a lot of pressure and uh, it would have been a challenge, but they asked us what we could eventually do. And as Ali said, it's difficult to produce uh, the quality of of the food we normally do um, during these times. But we decided that we wanted to flag the long table events as uh, something which will never stop. Mm. And uh, there's too many people involved, too many farmers, too many suppliers, too, uh, all the our regional suppliers are in need at the moment as well. So uh, it's a lot of hours. We did not expect to put so many hours to prepare a picnic hamper, but I can tell you the quality of it is absolutely stunning. Yeah. And um, I think that's how it came. So we just wanted absolutely not to let anyone down. So we went for it.
0: So what is in these picnic hampers, Ali?
1: um so um the the idea is that it's um a, a, an evening picnic um so we're going to do four courses um it's going to be a fish starter um of um trout roulettes um we're going to incorporate some of frank hederman's uh, hot smoked salmon um into um into a dressing um uh, with a lovely mayonnaise uh, we're doing um the Farmgate brown bread we are doing um, a kind of vegetable pea and watercress uh, sauce that will go with the fish. Um, and then we're doing um, seared beef fillet um, with a lovely potato salad. Um, that's going to be by Claire at Nash 19 and Beth in Docklands.
0: Um, okay, can I tell you something? You're, you're putting my picnic affair to shame here. Normally the soggy sandwich and a bag of crisps. I, you're seriously stepping up the game.
1: Yeah, the idea is that it's kind of, you know, it's a, a finer dining um, hamper picnic, if you like. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with it. All picnics, I think, are good and fun. Um, and you can and it just goes to show you, you can make what you want out of it. Um, there'll be a cheese course then. Um, and uh, I'm going to make some lovely um, sourdough crackers for that. And we've got some lovely um, gabine and Santola cheese. Uh, we're going to use some local honey. I,
0: I'm presuming there's a forklift truck coming along to lift this picnic hamper by the sounds of it. There's an awful lot in it, Bastian. Big
1: box, yeah. I think yeah. We should actually say that people have to have somebody strong to
0: carry. <laughs> well, Bastian, that's where carry. you come in.
1: <laughs> uh, and then we're having um, some lovely West Cork strawberries uh, with that. And then we're going to have the Imperial are doing some beautiful pastries, some macarons, some shoe work. Um, they're very talented in the kitchen with those kind of things. So, so. Um, so that they're going to be gorgeous. We're also going to incorporate.
0: I, I'm sorry, can I just point? Out, I'm loving the way the list is still going. I mean, we started at what feels like about 15 minutes ago.
1: Yeah, um, it's um, yeah, we're using local. So the Perry Killahora Perry, uh, Bertha's Revenge Gin um, with some lovely tonics so people can make their own gin and tonics at home to go with it. We're going to have some flowers from West Cork. We're going to have um, some other treats as well. And we'll keep a few surprises.
0: I'm fascinated. I genuinely am. Now, the, the bad news for anyone who's going—that sounds brilliant—and I'd love to get my hands on one, Bastian. Mm. They're all sold out already, aren't they?
3: They are absolutely amazing. Well, you know, we have a, a few hampers that we are we are we going to produce a few more hampers that we are giving away on social media for price for the people who haven't had the chance to buy it. You know, all the hampers went in about 15 20 minutes. Yeah. So we didn't expect so minutes. much support. And you know it's so good to see because we have to 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 explain to you the philosophy of the long table, it's it's really um local cork restaurants using regional suppliers and that's beautiful. But we had a huge funding from the Fourte Island and The program Test Taste the Island was very important to us. And, you know, we also have a duty of, of, we have some responsibility here. And Cork is the capital of uh, the food in Ireland, which, as you can hear, for my uh, French heritage is beautiful. And I recognize myself very much into that. And I admire all the energy that I have seen from everyone. I think it's going to be really, really um, a good quality hampers. I'm actually done. That was one for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question? Are we arranging a time for everyone to open their hampers? Is there going to be a great reveal at 8 o'clock on the 21st of June? Or, or, or do we just open it once you get them home?
1: I think we, we were kind of hoping that we could get we could do something like that. But really, there'll be people that will come and pick them up and, and want to eat them straight away. Um, we're just looking for lots of social media, like people to take you know, um, take their pictures um, of the event so that we can do a big montage of lots of of all the social media. So. Well,
0: what I can do is uh, all I can do at this point is to congratulate you on the ingenuity here, because it's a fascinating way to make something out of what could have been nothing. It means the long table, albeit in picnic form, lasts for another year. And God willing, we'd we'll all be back out on the South Mall next year, uh, enjoying oh. it and talking about the crazy year that was 2020. But for now, yeah. Bastien Peru from the Imperial Hotel and Ali Honor from Ali's Kitchen. It's been fantastic talking to you both. Best of luck with it, and we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks so much. Thank
0: you. My thanks to everyone who took part in this podcast, and good luck with that picnic basket if you're going to finish it in one setting. Don't forget, you can download every episode of Red Business from redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. M-I-G. I-E.